Welcome to the Power Couples Rock Podcast, where our mission is to build a collective community of marriages, where we encourage, inspire, and support one another in order to have masterful marriages. We're Carlos, Catherine, Chris, and Sonia. Please check us out, powercouplesrock.com, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We believe that one of the most amazing legacies we can leave in life is a great marriage. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and love the conversation. Let's power up. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome again to the Power Couples Rock Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm here with my most beautiful wife, Sonia. Hi, Sonia. Hi. <laughs> Hi, power couples. Sonia's looking super hot today, by the way. What? Yes. Go, Sonia. Yeah, I'm just going to let the world know. Say thank you. Thank I love, you. I love that little dress. <laughs> thank you. Anyway, um, I'm here with the, the greatest couple in the universe, Oh my Carlos goodness. and Catherine Green. Amen. What's up, power couples? What's up, power couples? We're here with the greatest couple in the universe. <laughs> That's right? so no, awesome. Chris. You are. <laughs> so the last podcast, hopefully that you may have already listened to, if you haven't listened to the one before, which is on love and what love looks like from the wife's perspective, you can go and listen to it later. Don't. Don't don't worry about it. You don't have to go back now and listen to it. You can listen to the one where you're in now. Um, but these two go together, so make sure you do go and listen to the to the love podcast in addition to this one. But in any event, we're going we're talking about L O V E and R E S P E C T. And we had a really great discussion that was so great. Uh, it went it longer than we <laughs> thought it would. So we're going to making this a, a two part series. Uh, you can listen to them together individually. Snackable podcasts yeah. is our is our yeah. mission here. So let's snack on R E S P E C T and what let's find out what it means to me. I know the Queen of Soul said it better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what uh, does respect look like for you guys? I always have to go back to uh, the scripture that we talked about in Ephesians 5, starting at verses 31 through 33, and specifically that last verse, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. And the wife see that she reverences, honors, respects her husband. And so defining what respect is, what does respect look like for a man? I would say for me is if you do anything to degrade my character, to degrade my integrity, to question me regarding my motives, my intentionality on life and what I'm trying to pursue and to help our family do, that is being very disrespectful mm. to me. And especially if you do it in front of others. Yeah. If you say something, if we're in a crowd of people, 
the worst thing you can do as a wife is to say something so disrespectful about your husband. Mm-hmm. That will crush spirits. Yes. And uh, I thank God my wife hasn't done that because we've had that discussion. But I've seen women that will, even if they're just doing it jokingly mm-hmm. and they continue to do it jokingly, it starts to erode that respect. It starts to crush a man's spirit. That's true. That you don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris, you can yeah, that, that, respond to that's, that. That's huge. It's, it's definitely one of... Um, one of the things in terms of what respect looks like to me, um, it, it sort of falls under the umbrella of generally how she treats me. And it's not just in front of other people, mm-hmm. but even individually. Correct. Right. And it, um, it's, it's about how she speaks to me and how I see her speaking to others. And I find myself sometimes going, hmm, I wish, I wish she spoke to me a little bit more like, like that, as opposed to um, the way she may be speaking to me in the kitchen uh, about whatever. And there's a whole, you know, could be a whole different reason as to why she's talking to me that, uh, that way. But it really sort of goes back to, um, how she how she treats me, and it, it's not just speech, but it's also physical, and not physical sexual. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not about um, you know her and I uh, making love. This is about how she is physically with with me, and again, it sort of goes back to the. You know, you may see other couples where the the wife has got her arm around, and you know they're holding hands. They're they're a little bit more they, and who knows what else is going on in their in their lives, and if it's all a facade or whatever. But I yearn for her touch, mm-hmm. a hug, um, a touch on my back, a touch on my shoulder, um, just just really in a sort of in the speech that all sort of falls under how I'm treated and respected, uh, you know, as, as a husband. Um, another way that I, that I look at being respected is, in, is the support that a wife has for a husband's dreams, ideas, aspirations. You mm-hmm. touched on it a little bit, Carlos. So there's lots of, you know, men who are listening uh, to this and they have something they've always wanted to do. And I don't care if it's, you know, I don't know, making wooden birdhouses mm-hmm. or if it's playing bass in a rock band or if it is, you know, whatever, your, your aspiration and what you want to do is a big deal for a guy. It, is. it really is. And I feel like respect comes from the wife who supports that. And how many times have you heard a wife talk about, oh, he's in the garage working on the car and in that stupid car, it's like it just stinks up and it takes up all of the room. And I don't know how much money they've sunk into that. 
you hear that. You do. The guy hears that too. And they, you don't understand just how disrespected mm -hmm. they feel. Mm -hmm. It's it, almost like emasculating <clears throat> them with your words. Mm -hmm. and, and you may not even, the wife may not even be conscious that it's, that she's not directing it at him. But if he can hear that and he can feel that, that's part of the emasculating that's going feel on. Feel that is, is, is feel really that. the bigger part of it. You can it feel that. She doesn't mm -hmm. have to say. She just has general disinterest mm -hmm. and doesn't want to be a part and doesn't come out of nowhere to show some support right. on any level for those dreams, ideas, aspirations. No matter how corny or crazy you may think, it's really to, a, to, the, to the man that's that's something they really love. And I think, it, you know, that, that that's part of respect. Do you think that's part of maybe not communicating early on or at some point, like how important, whatever that hobby is or whatever it is and how important it is uh, to you or to the individual that you do this? And then talk about what it means to have the support. Mm. Because I think oftentimes we just assume that they know this mm. or that we know things and without even talking about it. And it, we, I think we said that on our last one. It is about, I don't know what it, what it is with people communicating. <laughs> they yeah. have problems communicating mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. I, I believe or I feel this way because when you say this, it makes me feel this way. And a person shouldn't get on a defense. We should hear each other. But if you have in dialogue all the time like that, yeah. then it won't pierce so hard yeah. because you would have had a discussion about the way those things make you feel. Yeah. So do you feel like because. Is there a personal testimony on this? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm, I don't just, know. I I'm just going to say, do you feel like does that having a discussion would be helpful? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think you know, the, the last podcast we talked about being intentional about having conversations mm -hmm. and listening and being able to listen um, as, you know, as a husband listening to your, to your wife's love language and, 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 really listening and being intentional about doing those things. I think by the same token, I, I think it's let's sit down and have an intentional conversation about what, what are your dreams? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you, and, and, and have that open dialogue. Mm -hmm. And if there has been situations where you felt disrespected, I, what's wrong with having that conversation mm -hmm. and saying, this is how this is how you made me feel, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it'd be great if you could support me a little bit more here and there. And I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with having that conversation. And then, like the light bulb goes, I had no idea that you felt that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, because these experiences, when you have experience, it is to help us, you know, to recognize. Because you have to have the experience in order to recognize it, in mm -hmm. order to kind of fix it or make it better. You, you do this. I don't know if this is a respect part, but I remember this is a personal story. I remember when Carlos, he loves to play tennis. Okay. Me too. But <laughs> before I was really playing tennis, Carlos would 
he would play tennis. Just it didn't matter yeah. if somebody called him in the middle of the night. He could have just went to bed at twelve o'clock, and somebody said, "I really want to go play tennis." He'd get up at one thirty in the morning, go play tennis. <laughs> this is how much he loved tennis, <laughs> and he would just do it all just consistently without probably considering or saying. You know, is it this a good time to go play tennis or you played it twice today? You know, (laughs) I'm getting a little attitude because I'm like, tennis is becoming a priority. (laughs) Tennis is my wife. (laughs) Yes. So I did. But I did. Something rose up in me. I was I lashed out as a as a sense of frustration of like, why do you have to play tennis all the time? Mm. I, instead of me saying, I really would, I want you to be here because mm. I need that quality time because that's what I love yeah. to do. And it was bumping up against that value that just really meant the world to me. And so it got, you know, I got frustrated. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't think I disrespected him, but my tone did rise up. And and maybe yeah. he, instead of you coming at it from the standpoint of you saying to him, hey, I feel like I need some more of your time, as opposed to saying, come on with the tennis. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and he mm-hmm. has this dream of, of being a better tennis player, which is fine, right? And it's, I mean, I guess you can consider it a hobby, but if you're doing it that much, maybe it's more than just a hobby he really was dedicating himself to try to be a better tennis player and there's nothing wrong with that right. and so there was a like a conversation where there needed to be a compromise he needed to hear from you mm-hmm. that you needed more, uh, more of his time mm-hmm. and it needed to be presented in such a way that his dreams weren't feeling like he wasn't when feeling crushed. like he was getting crushed or Correct. disrespected exactly exactly and i think that once the blow up blow up happened mm-hmm. We had to take a moment because mm-hmm. I was hurt. It's like I'm just going to play tennis. It's not like I'm going to cheat on you. I'm not. I'm not hanging out in. You bars. was cheating with a tennis ball <laughs> <laughs> and a tennis and racket, right? And that's my mindset. It's like I'm not. If the if the worst thing that I could do for you is to go on a tennis court and play at twelve o'clock at night, because I'm not going to bars. I'm not right. hanging out. Praise the Lord. That's what we're doing. But she still was hurt. But she was still hurt, right? right? It so, was the so time. It was the quality, the, the quality time, time that meant to meant to me that, that value system exactly. So for me, from a respect standpoint, once we kind of like worked through that, then she approached the situation a lot better at that time. And then I really cut back. You made a, some a adjustments. I made some adjustments, major, mm-hmm. so that we could actually make sure that we find it find a great rhythm for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but we had to have that experience in order to uh to practice what, you know, those things we consider valuable. You're going to have those situations come up that may cause tension cuz then you need to utilize some of those tools and resources yep. that you have in your toolbox to help you get better uh as a husband and wife or help to learn or demonstrate respect yep. and love even more. Does that make sense? It yeah, does. absolutely. It does and I think it's a real practical way of, of looking at this. And yeah. it's, I mean, we keep going back to intentionality. We keep going back to making sure you're having these conversations because there's only good that can come, come out of it. If, if we're saying, Hey, look, this is how I feel. And this is, you know, and this is how you feel. Let's, 
let's mm-hmm. somehow work through this, like the tennis example. And there's, there's uh, millions there's of other others. examples that, um, that other couples have. The one other thing that, um, I would say in terms of, um, of respect, and it's a big, um, it's a big topic and probably a, a topic we'll, we'll tackle individually on, um, a single podcast and we've touched it on, uh, on it, uh, for on previous podcasts and that's, um, fatherhood to, uh, you know, in, in the case of, of me to, to my boys and, and, um, and, and how, um, I look at, I look at respect is you know, I'm not the perfect husband. I'm not the perfect father, and but I do the best I can um, at both. And when it comes to f- to parenting, it's a team, right? Mm-hmm. And as a father, there's certain things that you have responsibility for, and there's certain things that the mother has responsibility f- uh, for. And you talk through those things, going back to intentionality and and everything else there. But I feel like, you know, in a lot of cases, there needs to be a unified front when it comes to things like discipline and when it comes to things like things that I feel are important to, uh, to my boys mm-hmm. as a father, respecting women, respecting your mother, mm-hmm. um, how, uh, you know, just, just basic things that I feel like myself and, you know, my father taught me, um, things that I believe are the right way. I think these are conversations you need to have with your wife, husbands, to be able to say, this is how I feel my children should be brought up. And then there needs to be a conversation and so there's a little compromise that needs to happen there. But I think, you know, going back to what Sonia said in the previous podcast is lots of times you're in a situation where crisis happens or event happens or situation happens. You haven't spoken about it and all of a sudden you're in it and you're going one way and your spouse is going the other way and how you're dealing with parenting. So if you're in a situation where your son does something and you are dealing with it from a discipline standpoint or you're dealing with it from how, whatever you're doing and your spouse doesn't feel the same way and you're there in the room with your kid and you've got two disparate um, things, mm-hmm. you're not on the same front as, as husband and wife. And so I think that from a respect standpoint fatherhood is is a big deal for me mm. so i'll let sign your response you want to respond to that <laughs> well i'm guilty um i do that a lot um if we're going to be raw and real um but i think my perspective from the whole thing is when i see something happening in the way of discipline that has happened or the way it's going to play out has played out over and over and over and over again. And I can see, and I know that it's going to completely spiral out of control unless I stop it. Which is your control. Mm -hmm. Which could be my control Mm -hmm. or just trying to keep peace because Mm -hmm. I know that or I feel like there's a better way to handle it, like mm-hmm. escalating something to a point where neither person is understanding the other. 
and they're just in a head to head battle and nothing productive is ever going to come from it. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be both equally frustrated. What do you do? My desire is to step in and say, guys, this is not working. Like, don't do it this way. Mm-hmm. But it's a repeat pattern. Mm-hmm. So I know. And so what do you do? Right. How do, do you, you respect do? your husband mm-hmm. in a situation like that where you know for both of them, nothing good's going to come out of this? Like, it is only leading to, I guess. Um, escalated. Escalated, heated, heated um, division. It doesn't bring them together. It just divides them further. Mm-hmm. So what do you do as a wife trying to protect both of them in a situation like that without disrespecting him? Right. So if I can, do, yeah. so you guys have that challenge. So we'll have that challenge too, because we've got two boys too. Mm-hmm. So I'll get, I'll get into a conversation with the boy and our son, I, he has a whole different mentality on how he's thinking it or mm-hmm. looking at situations. And I have my thoughts. My challenge is I keep going on and on. Catherine said, okay, you said that five times mm-hmm. <laughs> about that. And we're going back and forth and he's getting heated. I'm getting heated. So what do you do in that situation? What does a wife do? Right. Right. So if I could start here, we are already, we being men, being husbands, being fathers, we already deal with insecurities. Mm-hmm. We just don't say it. There's already an insecurity built up in us to say we're trying our best to father best. Mm -hmm. And there is intentionality that we want things to work out extremely well. Again, it is, it bothers a man when the wife says something in front of people that will undermine his authority as a man. And sometimes the two rams need to go at it. Sometimes the two rams need to go at it. When you, when you say the two rams, the, you the, mean the father, the father and, the and, the and, the and the son. Because the, the little son is marking his territory. He's growing. He's figuring himself out. And the big ram is figuring out how much boundary I'm going to give this little ram to make sure he doesn't hurt himself and to help him grow in the space he needs to grow to be a productive man. And so sometimes we may thwart that growth if we undermine the authority of the big ram. You know, and we both love our boys. Oh, my God. Um, to, um, like more than anything. And the only reason that we may be going through a tough sort of disciplinary conversation is because I love him as a father Mm -hmm. and I want him to grow up to be an amazing man. And there's, that's, that's my only intention. And then when you're in when you're in the in the heat of the the ram battle, mm-hmm. so to speak, and that that younger ram peeks over and sees Mama the ram. Mama ram, <laughs> and Mama ram, I know, says you know, is looks a certain way, 
mm-hmm. or says something against Papa, Papa Ram. Ram. Okay, I'm going to stop with the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Ram. Why couldn't it have been Papa Lions? Ram. Baby shark, mama Papa shark, Ram. daddy shark. Should have been Lions. Should have been yes, Lions. Lions. Well, Rams, yeah. but, but that's, but that's it's perfect. They do. I just don't like. I yeah, just don't know like you know. You have your Lions hat on over I'm there, sorry. so you're feeling no, but, some kind of way. Okay. But what happens is it going back to your dreams, and you know it. It basically pulls out everything that you were trying to do to be a father to your son or, you know, your daughter, depending on whatever the situation is when you don't have a unified front and then you're not doing the best you can to parent the kid the best possible way. We've tried things like, um, when something like this happens, we give some sort of, um, safe word or something and we go, Pause, hold on, we're going to go have a sidebar conversation. Because I'm so strong-willed that I just initiate myself. Mm -hmm. And then the other other thing we tried was Sonia would not say anything until it, it, it was over and then, you know, and then we would have a conversation if she didn't agree with it later. Like she would mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. do it in the middle, but she couldn't, like she has the worst poker face <laughs> in the world. So why would you just be in the room? Don't even come in the room. Don't even go, go in there with them. I don't know. I think it goes back to my childhood with my, between my dad and my brother. Like it was just the same way. And I can remember just sitting at the table trying to do my homework and hear the very same thing going on between my father and my brother. And it completely wrecked me. Mm-hmm. Like I would be a complete wreck because it made me nervous. It made me, I just didn't like it. I didn't like there not being peace and I really think that that's a lot of why it bothers me so much to see them do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't just let it go. That's good. Mm. That's good. It's really hard. For, I mean, I, I'm horrible at it. So I'm why won't you go, go to the store and pray or go to your bedroom? Because or, then I get a phone call. But you're an amazing mother. You really are. You really are. You're an amazing are. mother, but Merciful children heart. can use that. Well... You're a great dad, but I, I don't know. I just won't. I I remember when um, Isaac um, was going doing homeschool, and this, the teacher or the headmaster said something before she accepted him into the homeschool that just really meant a lot to me. She said, "I, what I want from all of my students." is to respect their fathers. She's like, teach that from the beginning. They learn how to respect him when he comes home. They learn how to heed to his voice. And she said, so I don't tolerate when kids disrespect their dads. So she said, that's what I want you to teach Isaac, how to love is how to respect his dad when he comes home. Interesting. So when... The boys, I didn't just teach it for Isaac, but she gave me that information. I was like, okay. But so when Carlos would come in the home, we would stop what we were doing. Mm. And we just greet him when he came in. Because, you know, we want to not, even they would be downstairs playing the game. And then I would say, dad's home. 
they run up the steps. They'd give him a hug, give him a kiss, and then they'd run back downstairs. Right. But it was just, they paused for that yeah. moment to learn to respect. But I was the one who was that's to awesome. guide that. Yeah. She said, the mom needs to guide that. And I thought, ooh, that's a big responsibility. <laughs> but, you know, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. And and it's true, as they get older, they, they're still trying to feel their way out. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're trying to. They're struggling. I'm I'm young man. I'm growing. I'm I want to do this. You're struggling with those things. And they are going to try to bump up to, you know, boundaries and guidelines. They are. Mm-hmm. But but the ultimate thing is that they know that loves them, protects them, provides for them. They know that without a shadow of doubt. But hard conversations have to happen. Mm-hmm. I too have felt like I will tell Carlos if it just go. I if you said that like five times, it's okay. <laughs> you know, you know. I don't know how many times you can, you know, say it and put it in different ways. I think and things like change that. my voice inflection. Yeah, you <laughs> say <laughs> don't change my tone of voice. Tone of but I think he doesn't want anything to be said. Like if I went, you've said that five times, <laughs> it would not go well. Like nothing goes well that I try to do in the midst of those kinds of conversations that's ever productive. Well, I think it has, you have to work up to it though, because if it's been tension for a while, you can't, you don't, you have to find somewhere to start that's uh, very palatable for both of you guys. I just would think that because we struggled, we had those same things. Right. And, you know, but we had to work through it. But my ultimate goal was always, I cannot disrespect Carlos in front of these boys. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the other. And for men, one of the things I had to keep in mind in Ephesians 6, and if I look at verses 4, verse 4, I'm sorry, it says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. Mm-hmm. That's the verse I was just over here just searching for. And- right. So. Yeah. For us to have the self-discipline, self-control to make sure that we're not exasperating. And I'm guilty of that. I'll say that because I will say it five times five. To just bring that back down and say, Lord, give me wisdom. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom on how to discipline this son of mine so that Mm -hmm. he can be the best that he can be for you. And Mm -hmm. keeping that front of mind. And I think if both husband and wife have that same mindset, I don't think it's going to escalate into husband versus wife on how we discipline children. Because I think there are bad, um, there's some things that can lead to bad, um, deconstructive uh, situations, right? If If your son says something ugly, to you in the midst of that or is yelling or raising his voice and you are getting frustrated by that, that can lead to uh, deconstructive um, conversation. So it's, you know, to your point is, is kind of like setting up the levels and making sure that, um, uh, that you're doing. See, that's the thing that's the hardest for me because I see the instigation. Mm-hmm. I see the escalation. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if you just went, I've said what I've said, you heard what I said, and you walk away, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I'd probably die of a heart attack. 
because in I a good think, way. In a good way, because I think that can be more effective than just continuing on and just ramping things up. And I think that that's why I step in because I'm right. like, stop, you know, stop ramping it up. And so I have a lot to learn. I mean, I have been dealing with this we and doing do. this for I a long time. Do. Yes. We all do. Yeah, for a long just, time. But we can just practice on the respect, those things. Yeah, just on the respects part of it. It's just yeah. understand our, for wives, I just want the wives to understand that, again, we have some insecurities and we're not perfect mm-hmm. at being no. husbands or dads, but trust us. We know we have responsibilities to be the best that we can be in loving you all, making sure we're training up our children appropriately, uh, create some margin for us Mm. to do that and help us in that space by giving us loving words to support us. That's that could, that means more to us than anything else, especially if you've got a man who loves God, who wants to see the best for his family, Mm -hmm. that, that's the best thing you can give me. It could be Father's Day every day. Mm-hmm. If you just think through that every time that a conflict comes up or something that's brewing, just start praying for me. Pray that I, I have the good. right words and the wisdom that I can mm-hmm. actually walk through that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as long as mm-hmm. there's no verbal abuse, there's no physical oh, yeah. abuse. Right. Yes. I believe. Uh, allowing the dads to diffuse the conversation or situation the best way they know how Mm. and supporting and then talking about it after most. Now I don't really have to talk about it. He'll come back and say, Carlos say, yeah, I heard, I had a conversation with such and such and, you know, just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Mm. So good. Good. Yeah. I think um, just, just to wrap it up, wrap it all up. I think uh, it, it's, it's really about you married couples who are listening to this thing, sit down and have the, the open dialogue with your spouse and listen to what they have to say. Listen to how the man wants to be respected. Support his dreams, his ideas. Be there uh, to support fatherhood, parenting. Work on that together as a team. Um, and you know, the men, listen to your wife and how she wants to be loved. She wants you to help out. Identify what those things are. Let her know what you're thinking about her throughout the day. Be present and have those conversations and be intentional. Uh, maybe during an hour of power. Yes. <laughs> Where you could, uh, where you could have those conversations. Uh, this has been awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank our listeners. Good stuff. Thank you, yes. listeners. Really good. Hopefully, this will be helpful. Yeah. Let's power up. Thanks for listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast. We hope that you've been encouraged, inspired, and supported. Please listen and subscribe to our other Power Pods as we are confident that they will strengthen your marriage. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's there where we can extend these discussions together, take these conversations and your marriage 
to the next level. Enjoy your day and power through.